This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. She's Jennifer Warzeniak. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you guys? We are, I can tell you I'm fabulous, and I'm excited because I get to talk cider today, and we get to talk Blake's Hard Cider. And Dawn and I love cider. We love talking cider. Let's start and talk about how did Blake's Hard Cider Company get started? Blake's is awesome. We are definitely cider with a story. So Blake's actually started in 1946 when Gerald and lovely Blake, um, Gerald came back from World War II, decided that he didn't want to live in the city of Detroit anymore, had some money from being a soldier, decided to buy a 100-acre orchard in Armada, Michigan. So that's kind of how Blake's got their start. They raised 13 children in a three-bedroom farmhouse, and that's how it kind of started and took it from that to where we are today on a thousand-acre orchard growing tons of apples, one of the biggest you-pick farms in agricultural entertainment in the country. We do cider, beer, wine, and spirits at the brewery. Um, However, we only distribute our cider. Now, from that mindset, comes back 1946, decides Detroit's nowhere that he wants to live with his family anymore. But what was it? Did, was there a family background in apples? Nope. Nothing. Started from scratch. Were there apple trees on property at yes. that point? So there was a little bit of a background to start with at the time. Correct. What was the next progression? I mean, you talked about that you're a brewery, you're a cidery, you're a U-pick, all those things. But there has to be, you know, that, that, that I guess, that growing point of... Absolutely. So basically started this farm, started buying more property, planting more trees, Growing, growing more apples. Um, Andrew Blake in 2013, when graduated from college, came home, was like, we have all these assets. I like to brew. His dad and uncle, who were running the farm at that time, were like, you are out of your mind. You're crazy. Okay, we'll give you a 10 by 10 space in our kitchen with a sink. Go to it. And they were doing 200 gallons at a time for cider. That sounds fascinating. And right off the bat, were there different varietals of apples that they were growing, specifically you know, hey, we're going to use these for cider. Was that the mindset? Because they were, it sounds like they were a lot of eating apples, a lot of 
soft cider pressing apples. And we actually use eating apples for our cider. We use a five apple blend that is proprietary. Proprietary. Proprietary, thank we, we you. Can, we can say that all day and neither yeah, yet. my tongue gets tied every time I say it. Um, <laughs> it is a five apple blend. They keep it secret. The apples change for the season, but we come out with the same flavor. But it is a five apple blend in every one of our ciders to start. What was the idea to then, I mean, you're, you're growing from 2014 when cider started to be made as a hard cider. What was that next level from the distributions? I mean, this, this is, we're in 2022. This is a fast, you're like, you're, you're like, you know, steroids for a business, but especially in the craft cider business to grow that quickly. So Andrew Blake is very tenacious. He wants something, he goes to it, he wants it. Um, he started taking the bottles of the cider that they were making, the 200 gallons, to farmer's markets and selling them and knocking at Kroger's door, actually. Knocking at Kroger, knocking at Kroger, knocking at Kroger. Kroger finally said, all right, we'll bring your stuff in. And that's kind of how Blake started. Um, from 2013 till now, we're in 24 states and growing very rapidly. Now, you're a regional sales manager correct, for Blake's. Mm-hmm. And we met you at the Valley Forge Beer and Cider Festival. Talk about being a regional sales manager and talk about you know your territory here and some of your responsibilities. So... My responsibilities is selling the cider, getting new accounts, keeping old accounts, running out and doing events, doing beer festivals, training reps at my wholesaler level. Um, It's a little bit of everything and anything that has to do with Blake's and getting the product out there, getting people to see it, getting people to notice it, getting people to buy it. Um, My whole territory, I actually go from Virginia to Pennsylvania. So I have Virginia, D.C. and Pennsylvania. So I spend a lot of windshield time and a lot of time on the road. (laughs) What is the experience as we progress through COVID? How has your responsibility changed? How has the impact of Blake's in the marketplace changed? We've actually got a lot busier. People got to know us over the COVID because they've seen us. And during COVID, people were going to the beer store and buying things, trying new things, trying different things. Um, That kind of helped us to expand because if you saw the sales, they skyrocketed during that time. And now we're just out pushing again, like out meeting people, which is awesome, and meeting accounts, and meeting people face-to-face, and being able to sell that hands-on. Thinking about that, and Blake's, I know, has done virtual tastings at the beginning of the pandemic, as I recall. What were some of those experiences like, introducing that to the customer virtually when they could order and have that shipped right to their house. And then you could take them through the tasting, kind of like what we're going to do today with some of the expressions. But you could do this virtually and talk to people in their living room or their bar or their basement or wherever they were tasting. What was that experience like? I actually did a lot of those tastings. and We did um, cider and chocolate and cider and cheese. We did pairings and we did a cider and cocktail night where I taught people how to make cocktails out of their living room, which was really fun. What were some of the cocktails? Um, So one of them is our Rainbow Seeker, which is our pineapple cider, white rum over ice. We did one that's a Jalapeno Seeker, which is our mango habanero cider with tequila, fresh habaneros in there, or jalapenos, like phenomenal cocktails we can make with our ciders. Um, It was very interesting. It was new to me because I'm so used to being in front of people and seeing their expressions and being able to interact. Online, you're like, are they smiling? Are they happy? Are we... (laughs) So it was a different experience for me as well. Now, is that something that 
because of, well, we can now go out, we can now be more social in person, is that something that's kind of trailed off and or is this, you're still doing the virtual thing. So people can go to a website or a, a Facebook or social media group. If they still want to do that, and be able to experience Blake's, how can they still do that today? Absolutely. So Starfish Junction is a group out of Jersey. They actually put this together. She sets up the virtual events and then they sell tickets. We coordinate mailing the cider to you and mailing, say, if we pair with food, whatever food item it may be, and you get the date and the time and you log on and we go through the virtual. This is one of the benefits of being able to distribute, as you said, to 28 states because the footprint of where people can do that is now very expansive and you're not limited to hey this is my region only these people here so it really pays to have a larger brand in this in this you know virtual space too right absolutely we have customers all the time in states that we don't sell to yet like in maryland and different places they're like how can we get this go to the website order it we'll drop ship to you there are a few states that we can't drop because of state regulations but for the most part, I think most of the states in Pennsylvania, or in the United States, we can ship to. And hopefully those regulations are being, um, you Lifted. know, reduced, <laughs> reduced all the yeah. time. Yeah. Where do you see, we, we're, in, we're in the winter time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously we had a little snow today. Where do you see the mindset of the cider drinker? And I'm going to ask this in two parts. One is seasonally. And one is within their palate. What are they looking for today as they become more educated as a cider drinker? I think for cider drinkers, you're looking for the lower sugar ciders, the more of the fresh fruit in the cider. Um, Fruited ciders have grown exponentially, the numbers, and that is the trend, is fruited ciders, fruited ciders, fruited ciders, all the way across. Um, I think the cider drinker, if you're going to drink cider, you want something that's going to taste good and something that's going to hit your palate. When you think of that seasonal part, are there different times for different ciders or have you seen that meander through the sales? Absolutely. So we do a lemonade series that are cider-based lemonades. Um, they are still gluten-free. They are still ciders. They kind of trail off in the wintertime, become summer, spring. They like, is that like, like a wildfire. shandy? Would you consider that as a... No, no. they're actually ciders. They blend the lemonade and okay. the cider. So you get that lemonade flavor with but it's made with cider. That sounds delicious. delicious. I would like that during the summer. When you talk to people about cider and you say, hey, I work for Blake's Hard Cider, do you get, I've never heard of them? Do you get, what's that? Do you still get what's cider? What are some of those responses when you introduce yourself to somebody they don't even know what you do? I hear people, what's Blake's? And when I get into it and sample, I'm like, here, take a kid home and try it. Um, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, Blake's, we love Blake's, we know Blake's, which is great. I love hearing that response because it's like, yes, the name's out there. But you do still have the people that are like, Blake's Cider, never heard of it. Well, you have now. (laughs) Okay. What do you think even where we are today? Because I look at Dawn and I, we love cider. We love craft cider. We love the explosion of more cideries and more varieties like you're able to produce that come on the market that produce so many different expressions and flavor profiles. Where do you see right now that cider market going in terms of the educated uh, cider drinker? I mean, are you seeing trends now in in what people are looking for more of? Absolutely. I mean, I know you mentioned fruited ciders and things like that, but I'm looking at now, people are more educated. People are more aware. So do you see more of that now as you're out and about? 
Absolutely. So one of the things with my company is we look at um, IRI data, which is national data across the states that kind of shows us what those trends are. So two, three years ago, we had trends that it was dry cider, dry cider. As the years turn, now it's the fruited cider, it's berry cider, it's pear cider, and we watch those trends and we make ciders accordingly to those trends in the marketplace. Now, you talked about the idea from your standpoint, at least your territory is Virginia and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Are there different drinking trends in the different areas? Absolutely. All right, so what would talk about that? So, Virginia, my number one seller is my mango habanero cider. Can't get enough of it down there. Can't have enough. Don't have enough inventory. People go nuts for it down here. Up here in Pennsylvania, it's going to be our triple jam, which is our mixed berry, a blackberry, raspberry, strawberry blend. We sell that three to one across the board. So it, it just depends across the markets and where you're at. I, I don't know how you did that, but you started talking about the flavors and I'm starting to salivate. This is, I, I'm like Pavlov's dog here, that you talk flavors and expressions and I start to salivate. So that sounds really good. Does Blake's, I mean, when you talk to them, do they have, do you have their ear to say, hey, these are some suggestions and could you produce something like this? Absolutely. So they take their sales team credibility and they talk to us all the time and they come to us and say, what flavors do you think? What do you think about this name? What do you think about this logo? What do you think if we do this and this? Um, one of the things that I have been begging for for three years that I've been there is a key lime pie cider. And apparently they're supposed to be making one this year. River has it. All right. All you have to do is ask all the time and eventually they'll, eventually they'll come they'll around Eventually they'll listen and be like, okay, we had enough of you talking about it. How often do you get back to Michigan? How often do you get to see the mothership, so to speak? About once to twice a year. Okay. And the changes that they go through every time I go out there, it's crazy. Um, we've completely outgrown the farm. They had to go and put a whole new electrical system in and new plumbing and new water source and all sorts of craziness just so that we can keep up with the cider production. When people hear about the cidery or, you know, hey, we're in Pennsylvania, do you find that people are making the trek out because they've now had that cider? If people come back to you and said, hey, Jennifer, I love the cider so much, we planned a vacation around going to Michigan and checking out the cidery. Absolutely. And I've had friends and family and even, you know, other reps that work for other companies that sell my product that they're like, hey, we're going to Michigan. What do you think about the farm? Like, go. Absolutely. Take the family. It is so family-oriented and so much fun to go and so many activities for everybody there. That sounds like a really cool experience. I mean, that's what we do, Don and I, at least on our fermented adventures, that we'll plan trips around going to things like cideries, and there's so many towns, and now we get involved. Oh, where's the barbecue? Where's the bakery? You know, and there's a, you know, what you don't realize in the travel industry, I think, in the um, food and spirit industry, there's a lot of impact that something like a cidery can make in the community from a financial standpoint. Absolutely, especially a small little town like Armida, where it's a small little farming town, and you have Blake's that people come from all over the country, and a lot of people from Detroit to pick their fresh fruits and vegetables because it's a big you pick farm. And we do about 60 different crops, depending on the time of year that you can come pick. So you can do apples, cherries, pears, tomatoes, pumpkins, depending what time of year it is. And people come from Detroit to pick their fresh vegetables, which is really, really cool. And it's an experience. We met directly, as I said, at the Valley Forge Beer and Cider Festival. And that was probably the first festival like that that I can remember time. for almost two years. 
What are you seeing now as far as other festivals and other areas and events that we can now go to? Are you seeing that fill up your calendar or still not so much? Um, I'm seeing that fill up my calendar. Mainly outdoor festivals more so. Um, There's one at Kennett Square in February. It's outside. Um, which I'm really excited to do. It will be fun. And that's Kennedy Square, Pennsylvania, the Square. mushroom capital of the world. It is. Um, but I am starting to see some festivals come back, and people are coming out and ready to go. I'll tell you, that, that festival, that I think there were 3,500 or 30. I, there were a lot of people over two sessions over, I guess, eight hours. Yes. <laughs> was, there was a lot of stuff flowing, and people were having a blast. They really were, and it was an enjoyable event. Absolutely. I've always enjoyed that event. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to taste some expressions from Blake's. And you can take us through what, you know, the the idea was behind all of those. And we'll just talk about some cider and drink some cider. And we'll pretend as if we came up to your booth again and said, (laughs) tell us about Blake's. Awesome. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones. Brewskits. Your dog will go wild. Brewskits. Beer, grain, dog, bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T.com. We're back, and I know, Jennifer, you're a big fan of brewskits. Your St. Bernard loves them, right? Absolutely. I so, can't keep them in the house. <laughs> stock up on brewskits. An unsolicited testimonial right there. Now, one of the things that I was curious... Hard cider. Is this something you've always consumed and enjoyed, or how did you become interested in cider? So, I know throughout my beer drinking life, I've tried ciders in the past and was kind of like, eh, it's not for me. Love my New England IPAs. The hazier and the heavier, the better. Um, I actually interviewed with Blake's, came home with a variety pack. My husband and I sat on the back porch with those four flavors. We got to the mango habanero, the El Chavo cider that we make, and I absolutely fell in love and was like, I want to work for this company. Now, you want to work for this company, and you do, but you've become so ingrained in cider now that you mentioned that you're going for your pommelier at some point down the road. You really want to know cider, don't you? Some point. So it has a lot of clout in the industry. Um, it's the same as a wine sommelier. It's the same level of certification or a beer cicerone. For me, it's a personal goal and just feel that it gives me more of a kick or a jump in the industry. I think that's fascinating. And I love to hear more as you get through that certification and we can celebrate your success when you actually get the documentation or is there a big coronation that they give you? They hand you... <laughs> I think you get a certificate to hang okay. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! But it's the journey, not the destination, Absolutely. right? Now, we have... A number of expressions here. Where do you want to start? What do you want to uh, introduce us to first? So I think the first thing that we try is our triple jam. It is a blackberry, raspberry, strawberry blend cider, 6.5% ABV. It is our number one seller across all markets for the most part. I love that sound. (laughs) Pours an amazing pink color for those of you that can see it. Very pretty. And has a wonderful berry nose on it. Um, any of you that like to play with spirits, if you get your hands on some peanut butter whiskey and pour a shot in there, you have your peanut butter and jelly time. Now, we had this. This is one of the ones that you brought to the Valley, Valley Forge. Forge yep. And that's just something that I thought when we were 
enjoying you know different beers and different ciders. This is really something for me that was different from what other people were pouring, and and I really enjoyed. It. I'm like, wow, this is just tremendous. I really love it. And I think that was the first time we we had Blake's yeah. as well was at the festival. Awesome. Now, if if we're doing that virtual tasting, you talked about some of those notes. Is there? You talked about how to make a cocktail. Is there any? Is there ways that people should be drinking cider, tasting cider? Just put it in your mouth and have fun. Absolutely. Like some people like cider warm. Some people like it cold. Some people heat it up. I throw it over ice and ready to rock and roll in the summertime. Put it in a blender with ice and make it slushy. You can do pretty much anything and everything. And our stuff is wonderful to make cocktails with. And we do have a full cocktail menu for those of you that like to play bartender at home. We have a full cocktail menu on our website that you can pull and make cocktails with our ciders. And what website would they go to for that? Blakeshardcider.com. Blakeshardcider.com. Now, you infused in my head peanut butter whiskey. I, on the nose, this literally, if you took a peanut butter and jelly sandwich apart, this literally is the jam. And I, it, it's perfect. Triple jam, this is exactly, if you spread this on top of peanut butter and put it between two pieces of bread... This is awesome. And that's exactly what we are going for. Um, we have a jam at the farm. So we have an old country store at our farm as well where you can get caramel apples, jams, jellies, all sorts of craziness, caramel corn, kettle corn. They make a jam called Triple Jam at the farm that they sell. And we kind of wanted to go back to our roots and make a cider that goes against that jam. When I enjoy and taste this, I get so much of the fruity essence of this the apple doesn't get lost. And I think that's so important to talk about because there are ciders that are fruited on the market that what happens to me and what I see is it becomes drinking a fruit syrup and there's and the apple, all the apple really did was it was a vehicle of fermentation to make this a, you know, now, now we're an alcoholic beverage. But with what you get here, you get the fruity essence on the front, and then just so much you get you get apples, you get apple skins, you really taste the tannins in the apples, and I'm sure this is the five apple proprietary blend that we're not allowed to talk about. Yep. Okay. Now, if we take you somewhere and uh, you know force you, still you still don't even know. Do I you? still don't you know. know. They don't tell me. This is like the the Blake's apple. Blend and the formula for Coke are the two best guarded secrets in the world right now. Absolutely. This is wonderful. Now, for for this triple jam, is this I can see drinking this all the time. I I, I don't see seasonally where this would be any different. Absolutely. Make we make this all year round. It is one of our core products. You can find it all year, and as I said, it is our number one seller across all markets except a couple of the states in the south. I want a nice big piece of chocolate with this. Like, yeah, this is almost like chocolate. Like even chocolate, you. I love that a chocolate. Yeah. You can pour like a chocolate vodka or a chocolate liqueur in this and or make another cocktail out of it. Even a chocolate stout. Oh yeah. Okay. Threaten us. I mean, we are at the beer wall on Penn. Did I say that right? Beer wall on Penn in West Reading. So they may have a chocolate stout on tap. We might have to add a little bit to that. I'm sure they do. <laughs> what? Where are you taking us next? So from there, I think we should go. To our strawberry lemonade. This so, is like, hey, which which one of our children, which one of your favorite children do you want to introduce us to next? We do a lemonade series of cider. It's called our farm stand series. Um, we have a strawberry lemonade and a blueberry lemonade. They are still cider based and they are gluten free. We get to listen to it open again. <laughs> this is 
So Strawberry Lemonade is my favorite in the Lemonade series. Again, it pours a wonderful pink color. Pink. You're going to get a nose of strawberry with a little bit of the lemon on the back end. Very, very refreshing for a hot summer day. This, if you hold this up to the light, it, it's just a shade lighter than what you'd find in a rosé. It's so pretty. <laughs> you get these tiny little bubbles, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is nice. Um, a little bit of, you get some legs, so you get a little bit of that on the glass. I could definitely, this substitutes if you want to have this, you know, at, at a shower or toasting for, you know, a bridal a bridal party. Absolutely. There's a lot of things you could do with this. That's delicious. Or just sit on the beach and have a can. Or, thank you, or <laughs> by the mountain lake or what have you. <laughs> I get, again, I, I get the, the strawberry. I, this, to me, on the nose, it, you know, when, when the strawberries get a little bit riper, and you get a lot of that juice that comes out of the strawberry and sits in the plastic container. Absolutely. That's that's what I get on you the get nose. That ripe, oh, absolutely, yeah. red, juicy strawberry. And and there's this light lemon essence, as if you just got a little bit of the, of the zest. If you took a little, little bit of the wine and you got the oils in the air, that's what comes off on absolutely. the nose. This would be good with having champagne too. Putting champagne in this. Do a mimosa with it. Yeah, this is delicious. And literally, what comes off is. There's there's the sourness of the lemon and the sweetness of the strawberry, but it's almost like um, having like a strawberry air like um, strawberry starburst. Oh yeah. I get strawberry yes. starburst, and there's a creaminess to this. Wow. I like this one a lot. I love it. That is definitely a summer go-to yes. for me. I I want to have this on the beach. Even I, with basil, putting basil in this. Oh my god, that would be so good. Basil, how about rosemary? Rosemary too. All right, we're we're making cocktails with this. <laughs> I this love is, it. I love know, it. Cocktails with Jennifer, and let's do as much as we wow. can. And since we tried the strawberry, let's go to blueberry. So we'll go strawberry to blueberry lemonade. That way, you can try the two lemonades. Now they just do two in this lemonade series. As of the right strawberry now. and the blueberry. Yes. Now you talked about this is a you pick farm. Are all these fruits that we're enjoying today in the cider from the same farm or from the same area? So everything but, I have a cider that has mango and habanero. The mangoes, of course, we can't grow in Michigan. Okay. And I have a grapefruit cider, which is new, which we'll talk about. Grapefruit, of course, won't grow in Michigan either. So some of the tropical fruits, we do need to source out the fruit. But everything else, we pretty much grow on the, the farm. That's really cool. Lemons, we don't. But okay. Everything else we do. But that's really cool because it's, you can understand that you're not bringing in, you know, these, these syrups from outside. You're using whole fruits that you're bringing and sourcing the highest quality because it sounds like Blake's really wants to make sure it's a first rate product every single time. Absolutely. And we are using fresh juice in our ciders. I feel bad. We're empty on two and you're collecting. Good. And it's you drink good. this all the time. So now this, I, I feel like we're, this is just like we're, we're in the pink family yeah, of ciders. I would have expected this to be more on the blueberry. I mean, it's that, that's it's just a little purpley. It's a little pink. Yeah. It's more, more pink than it is purpley. But I, I think that probably just comes out of, I know you need a lot of blueberries to make a blueberry infused, whatever you're making. Correct. Now this is the blueberry lemonade. Mm -hmm. So same and as the strawberry, only we use a blueberry flavoring to it instead of the strawberry. Um, our sales team is actually divided, team, team blueberry, team strawberry. 
<laughs> so, which one are you? Your team I strawberry. I am definitely team strawberry. I like them both, but strawberry is definitely I like, my go-to. Yeah, I think the, I like the other one better, but this is good too. Yeah, I would say, and it's it's got a nice flavor to it, but not as much as that punch as the strawberry and the lemon came through. I think we're gonna ask them to reformulate this one. <laughs> it is good though. I think going forward in the future, you may see some other things in the Farm Stanner Lemonade series. It's just as of right now, we're doing only the two. My experience with this is that that lemon, the citrus, the sourness of the lemon really cuts through and takes away so much of that blueberry flavor. And I think that's what happens. It's all, what you have here is, it's almost like you're waving blueberries around in there and it doesn't have time to really pick up all that and I know again if you do something with blueberries you need a lot of blueberries to really have those stand out and come through all right what's next so let's swap over to our classic apple this is our flannel mouth now a flannel mouth flannel mouth classic apple you talked about how they bounce names and say what do you think about this where did this come from? Flannel so, Mouth, classic apple. The name apple. for Flannel Mouth, they actually found a 1700s dictionary in the old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And when looking through, Flannel Mouth actually means smooth talking. So we named the cider Flannel Mouth, smooth talking, smooth drinking. And it kind of resonates because it's a very smooth cider. It's very crisp apple. It's not sweet. It's not dry. Somewhere straight in the middle. But that's kind of where we came up with that name for that particular cider. And it was one of the first ciders that Blake's made. I really see how this resonates with my mindset of heading out to the farm, meeting the farmer who's growing the apples and brewing the cider and fermenting all the stuff. This is exactly what that flannel mouth. That's like you just painted a great word picture for what I'd like to see on the farm. And it's a great name for some of us that do like to wear our flannel. There is something on the nose that is coming out, and I can't pinpoint what this is. I love the flavor of this. You said it's in the middle, not sweet, not dry. I think it's perfect for everyday drinking. It's definitely perfect. I need to find out what this, what this one thing that's setting out on this nose. I can't find it. It's got a spiciness to it a little bit, like a peppery note to it or a pink peppercorn note to it. Um, oh, it's like something we just had to eat and I can't find it. To me, enjoying this, if you're being introduced to cider for the first time, I understand where you go with the fruited flavors. Um, I understand the idea where you go with the fruit flavors, but this to me really allows those apples to say, hey, this is our start. This is where we've come from. And say, all right, this isn't, hey, this isn't, you know, soft cider. This is coming through as a fermented beverage that you really get to go through the journey of where the apples start to give their own characteristics. This is, now I can see why when you started in that 2013, 2014, why this became such a a success so quickly. Absolutely. This is delicious. And it's not that crazy sugar bomb either, because I know ciders scare some people away, and I'm like, I tell them, I'm like, have you tried Blake's? We're not that sugar bomb that you're used to with a lot of of our competitors out there. And there is a place for them, and some people really like that sweet, but some people don't like the sweet. I'm one of those that don't like the sweet. There's still some cinnamon 
that comes off on just, I guess from the skins, there's some spicy notes that come through it's here so, that's yeah. just really refreshing. All these, take them to the beach, take them to the mountain house, take them out, You'd watch, you know, all these football games coming up. Yeah, you can drink a cider with a football game. And mix them up in a cocktail. I've made a crazy meal with the flannel mouth over the mm. holidays. So you're putting mint? Yeah. So Talk about I, that mule. That I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I did a mule with caramel vodka. Ooh. Caramel vodka. Yes, some muddled mints, some fresh cut apples, fresh cinnamon, and put it in the nice mule cup. It was excellent. Wow. All right, that's my family was insane. They were like, what are you making? <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right, what do you got next? So uh, you this guys is the have mango got to try this. This is my favorite cider that Blake's makes. It is a mango habanero, 6.5%. Love it with a shot of tequila or mezcal. You cannot go wrong. It is mango up front, punch a mango in your face, and a little bit of heat on the background to let you know that it's there, but it's not overpowering. For those, again, who are listening to the podcast, we've done interviews and we've done experiences with other cider makers. I think one of the wonderful things about the variety that Blake's offers is it gives, you, you can change up so much. And by what you would say, hey, look, you can make cocktails out of this. You can do a shot of this with this. Make there's, a mimosa. There's so much fun that you bring to what, what you and Blake's bring to the cider world. And I think you're creating that own little space and niche for yourself. All these flavors, do you have a sense of where that future for Blake's is? I think we're just going to continue to grow and become the cider dominant. I mean, we are already out one of the top ciders in the Midwest um, looking at data. And I just think we're going to continually grow and take over the cider world. And at least that's Andrew Blake's hope. <laughs> that's, that's very, very commendable, especially from where you've started. And I still get a sense of even as you communicate that, there's a lot of humbleness and there's a lot of Midwestern values that comes out of Blake's because it's the quality of what they're presenting. And that too, Blake's, they're farmers. Like, they are legitimately farmers. They work on a farm and the next thing you know, we are a nationally known cider company and we're growing like wildfire. It's such a juicy, mango-y nose to this. And I would say, if you love those juicy IPAs, I would put this right there with that IPA on the nose. Um, is there any plan to do a hop infused? And maybe I'm giving the idea to you now. You heard it here first, or I'm the 38th person to ask for it. So I don't know. Throw some hops in there. So we did do a hop cider. Um, it was in one of our seasonals. It was a raspberry grapefruit hop cider. It was called Phyto. Um, we actually discontinued it just because we switch up our seasonals and try to change them around. Our seasonals, we call them kinder. Reason we do is every one of our seasonal ciders, we pair with a charitable cause. Oh, that's awesome. So we were doing Pets for Patriots with our Fido cider that was hopped, and we decided to discontinue it and go on to different charities because we try to, to spread the love here and there. Now, is there an idea of what that next flavor might be for the charity, or it hasn't been announced yet? So as of now, we have our Rainbow Seeker, which is a pineapple cider. We donate money to the LGBTQT hotline. Our second cider in that series is our caramel apple that you see in the fall time. That we um, do an urban farming initiative. And our third cider, I don't know what the flavor is going to be yet for 2022, but we pair up with Empowerment Plan out of Detroit, which is a wonderful organization. The woman was homeless throughout her whole life. 
She had the opportunity to go to college. She did this as her college plan. Now it's her business. It's a nonprofit that actually takes homeless people off the streets, employs them, gets them the help they need to become functional members of society. And then they make these really cool coats that have a zip-off sleeping bag that they go out and re-donate. I've the seen community. those. Wow. Those are so great. They actually sent me seven of them, and I had the opportunity to go to Philly and Scranton and take them to shelters and give them to the people that needed them. And it was... I was very humbled, and it brought tears to my eyes. That even beyond, hey, when you got started, you never expected to be part of that experience, right? Absolutely not, and it's amazing to be a part of that. That's wonderful. So, you know, you really get a sense of all the things that Blake's has an impact on just beyond the ability to produce good cider. Great cider. Absolutely. I still, I'm still going to lobby for this. Yes. <laughs> hop, hop this. I would love to see this hopped. I really would. would. Now, not to say it doesn't stand on its own. I am really enjoying that mango fruitiness again, that juiciness of it. But the habanero, and we've had... A little had, bit of heat on the back. Yeah, oh, yeah. On the back, yeah. We've had habanero products that we either couldn't eat or couldn't find the habanero. No, or this couldn't, is perfect. Though. This is great. It's, just right it's such back. a... It just warms. Yeah. Right? Well, one thing to keep in mind, I know hops actually will intensify the pepper. The cider actually brings that level of heat down, so it is a manageable. You know it's there, and you taste that pepper, but it's not like... You're not on your knees going, oh, is this hot? I can't take it. Or, where's the pepper? Yeah. But I think that, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done lobbying. What do we have next, Jennifer? So the next two that I'm going to try with you guys. You haven't even had these yet, have you? Or these are new. I have new. got to try them. Okay. Um, so one of the new things that we have is we launched the Bar Cart Series the beginning of January. Bar Cart Series, they are cocktail-inspired flavors. So the first one we are doing is a Paloma. It's a grapefruit aguave lime cider. Um... Again, it goes great with that that whole cocktail thing. On the back of the can, it actually shows you. Oh, to shake is, it up with tequila, oh, wow. add salt. Nice. We have a recipe right there, which is kind of fun. Sip straight from the can yeah. in your favorite glassware. Salt the rim and add one ounce of tequila and pour over ice. That's perfect. And the that artwork, is perfect. I think that they did it. Our team did is amazing. So you're gonna see three bar cart series from us this year. You'll see the cans on our website, and we'll also make sure we take a picture yes. of the back of the can so people can see the way you all you have to do is buy this you have the directions right there on the can yeah so it's basically you have a cocktail in your hand but it's cider based kudos to whoever figured that out I, there are some really creative people I love the news on this one yeah and with me being a grapefruit person and loving tequila I love this cider and I'm so proud um just FYI, with this particular cider at the U.S. Cider Open this year, it took a gold medal before it was even in the market. Yes. Congratulations. So we actually took grand champion and a gold medal with our Paloma cider. This reminds me, um, you're, you're transforming me back to my childhood. This reminds me of some sort of like a lollipop or a hard candy that I had on the nose. I haven't tasted it yet, but there's such a, a nose to this that... Or, or, or some sort of a soda that I had as a kid. You know what it reminds me of? Those sugar-coated fruit slices. The fruit slices! That there used to be these hard candies that I used to love that actually had powder on them. And that's when you said that. It reminded me of yeah. that. But the nose is... This is a nice thing because I want 
to just be. You know, I want to share the idea that knows and enjoy the the nose of what you're drinking, not just the flavor. Well, Go you, through the whole sense experience. You definitely taste with your eyes and your nose. So I mean, seeing it, tasting it, smelling it—that's all a big part of it. Wow, I I want that tequila right now. I, not to say this is uh, this is, I, I'm like so like when you mentioned the peanut butter whiskey, you've already introduced that flavor to where I'm trying to bring those things into my palate. I love the grapefruit, the way it there, there's such a dry finish to this, like the there's a puckery grapefruity finish where I could say I just want more of this. I just want to keep drinking this. This is delicious. I love it, and I'm so excited for this series. Like I said, you're gonna see three bar carts. Um, the second one is going to be a tropical cider, and the third one will be some kind of mule. So you're going to see that from us this year, and it's so exciting. Where can people find you, – you mentioned you do some events in and around the area. Do you have a sense of some of the events that you have coming up that people can find you at? Yeah, you want to come out and drink Paloma. January 27th will be at Union Craft House up in Taylor, Pennsylvania. You need to wear a Hawaiian shirt because we have a Hawaiian shirt contest going on, and we're going to be drinking the Paloma. No mask, but a Hawaiian shirt. Exactly. Oh, we've gotten back to where society should Beach be. Beach attire. <laughs> Wear your flip-flops. Um, February 24th, we're going to be at Bartari in Scranton. Same thing. Wear your flip-flops. Wear your Hawaiian shirt. Play video games and drink some Paloma. All right. Bartari, you can drink and play classic... Old school uh, video games. <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, really... This is why Scranton should be known, not for that other TV show. Exactly. Bartari, wear your favorite Hawaiian shirt and show up to your things and just have a blitz. Yeah, we're going to Paloma away the winter blues. I love that. Awesome. We've got one more to go. So, we got one more to go. This is going to be another series that is brand new for Blake's Well, this we have year. one more to go, and then we're following you back to your house for all <laughs> the other... Absolutely. We'll are make there, some cocktails. Are there flavors we haven't tried, or are there other ones people can find? Go to the website. Right? Absolutely. Go to we, the website. We make 30, 35 different flavors of cider. Oh, so my God. This is just a snapshot. If you haven't had at least one here that would interest you, there are plenty more out there on the market. Absolutely. And those 35, can they order them for delivery or is it limited to what they can get delivered to the house? Some are seasonal, some are all year. It all depends on what you want. Like our seasonal and limited, of course. Obviously. Limited when it's sold out, it's sold out. Seasonal is seasonal. Um, so it all just matters what's in season. But for the most part, most of our varieties, as long as we have it and didn't sell out of it, you can order it to your house. All right. We are now heard in 46 countries. The Fermented Adventure Podcast. Love it. Blows me away every time I see somebody from another country that listens. Do you ship internationally? We do not. Do not. Unfortunately, right. the liquor laws in the States do not allow us to Japan's ship our number two market. Sorry, Japan. But <laughs> thank you for listening. So at some point, maybe those will be lifted and those in Europe and the Asian Countries will be able to hear us and see us and now drink what we're drinking. Absolutely. Or come visit the States and take some back with you. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. This cherry, this cherry cordial. So, C-H-E-R-I. This is a cider that we did at our brewery um, a couple years. They launched around Valentine's Day. People went crazy. So we decided to can it this year. Um, it is a chocolate cherry cordial hard cider. So chocolate covered cherry cider. 
It is our dessert drop series, which you're going to see three or four in that series as well. Oh my God, there's another series. Um, Yeah, so we're doing some new stuff. You're going to see a peach cider from us this year, a variation of a peach cider. You're going to see, like I said, the bar cart. You're going to see the dessert drop. We're doing some crazy things and shaking up the world. Hmm. I am excited. And all the things that you can now entertain with and just really experience so many different flavors. And the fun thing is with our bar cart series, we actually gave away a full bar cart in January when we launched this cider. You could go on our website and click and be registered to win this bar cart, which was I thought was amazing idea. I'm sad. I missed that. (laughs) All right. Now, does this on the back have that same direction as to any kind of cocktail to make from there? So absolutely. Chocolate martini, you can do all sorts. And we do have those recipes on our website at Blake's Hard Cider. You can go on there and pull a recipe off and make it your own. I'm just going to sit here and just enjoy the nose on this all day long. I said, I get chocolate covered cherry. I love that candy. It's one of my favorites. I'm actually going to pick up the The artwork is cool. And it says, dangerously delicious, packing a full-bodied profile Cherry cordial is the essence of the forbidden fruit with a taunting aroma of rich cocoa entwined with Michigan. Oh, <laughs> oh now, Mont, Mont, Montmorency? Montmorency? You don't want this one. I'm no, I don't. Too. Montmorency. <laughs> That's why I wanted to read the can so you could steal my uh, cherry cordial. My point is, these are Michigan cherries. This is Michigan cider. This is Michigan in a can with love. Absolutely. And what, what other flavors in this series are they doing? Do you know? So we're talking about the cherry cordial, mm-hmm. um, key lime pie. So we had an apple pie cider that we did for our 75th anniversary. Apparently a version of that is going to reintroduce itself. I don't know exactly what, but they're going to reformulate it a bit. So it's not the same as our 75th cider, 75th anniversary cider. Um, but there, you're going to see a few dessert drops from us. This is delicious. Now. It's amazing. We are so close to Valentine's Day. If I want to enjoy this on Valentine's Day, I will be able to get this, yes? Absolutely. So in the Philly market, it will be coming the week of February 1st. Um, And you're starting to see it pop up in some other markets in Pennsylvania and across the U.S. Chocolate and flowers are nice. If you really want to say I love you in 2022, this is what you should be giving it comes in a four-pack, a six-pack, six a pack. case. Four-six. Can we get a keg of this? Absolutely. <laughs> Call Jennifer. She'll have the keg delivered personally to your house as long as you're in D.C., Virginia, and Pennsylvania, right? Absolutely. Lucky us. <laughs> the, again, I, I taste this, this, the cocoa. We are literally a stone's throw from Hershey, mm-hmm. the chocolate capital of the world. And there are so many. I mean, you can add more chocolate to this. You can add more cherry, uh, a cherry liqueur to this. There's so much to do, but this sits on its own. This is delicious. I never think this is a cider. I know. You never would know. And on your note about Valentine's Day, I would gladly take a six-pack of cherry cordial as a present. Keep the flowers. Hint, hint. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Hint, hint. (laughs) One of the things, again, and this is my experience with all of these, they're still in some way, shape, or form, there's still apple that you can taste here. And it doesn't get lost. So you don't become, hey, we're just going to create all these different flavored beverages. You're still staying true to be a cider. Absolutely. That's that's important to know. 
Is there anything we have not talked about on the podcast yet, Jennifer, that you want to make sure our listener knows about or is aware of with Blake's? I mean, the only other thing that we have coming up is we have SaderCon coming. It's February 1st to the 4th in Richmond, Virginia. Um, Blake's will be there in force doing some really fun events and hanging out and drinking some cider. You're going to see Cherry Cordial and Paloma and all these other wonderful flavors that we got to try today all throughout the town of Richmond. If you are going to Richmond through that time frame on the calendar, you're in for a treat. You really are. It was, this is, I always say, you've exceeded our expectations. This was so much fun. I wish you would have brought 37 more flavors. We could sit here and drink all day. Should have brought some barbecue too. We could have barbecue and cider. That's coming next. Barbecue and cider. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. Blake's Hard Cider. Give the website again. Blake'sHardCider.com. And now, do you, are you personally on any of the socials you want people to follow you or not? Um, they can. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm pretty boring. It's okay. pretty much Blake's Hard Cider and my St. Bernard. I don't but for the know most if part, you, um, I would follow Blake's. All right. I don't know <laughs> if you had posted anything where you tell people where you're going to be or any events you're going to have. I do, just on my personal. Okay. Um, they do post our events on the Blake's website, oh, too. okay. So that is a good source to go and, and see where we're going to be in events. And that's all over the country. So they don't only just post my events. They post our Michigan reps and our Minnesota reps and our Texas reps and people all over the country. Everything's on there. Blake's Hard Cider. I'm so glad that we met you at the Valley Forge Beer and Cider Festival. Look for your virtual events as well. And just enjoy all things Blake's. Just like we have, I think if you try a little Blake's, you're going to become a big fan. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Well, cheers. 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 (laughs) Clink.